Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge in negotiation, ethical influencing, and high-impact conversations for business leaders who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value, and build greater connection, all while increasing profitability. This is the short-form espresso shot of insight podcast interview to boost business performance using our five questions in around about 15 minutes format. My guest today is Beata Chalet. Beata is the growth architect and provides visionaries with clear steps to improve business systems, to maximize profits and scale impact. A first-generation immigrant with $135,000 in debt single parent, Beata bootstrapped her passion for photography into a global business and sold it for millions to Bill Gates. She hosts the Business Growth Architect Show and is in the top 100 global thought leaders. She was also called by HuffPost one of the 50 most must-follow women entrepreneurs. Beata, welcome to the show. Fabulous to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Al. I'm excited to be here. Excellent stuff. Well, let's dive straight in. So who is your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they tend to face? So my clients typically are coaches, consultants, experts, business owners that have been at it for a while. They hit a plateau and they do a number of different things that seemingly appear to be unrelated. That take, It takes them five minutes to explain what they do. So I help them to put all of what they offer under one umbrella. That is what we call the signature growth system. Design with them with what they already have, their client transformation journey. Help them to figure out what the pieces, the slices of that journey are how to offer them as workshop, one-on-one, masterminds, whatever that might be, so that they can go sell more to more people at different entry points. Ah, excellent, excellent. That was there's quite a lot going on there. Let's just take a step back for a moment so that people can people can maybe they can realize that they're in they're they're in that pre-stage for you. So what are some of those <laughs> those common mistakes people make when they're trying to solve their problems? So they're feeling stuck. And what are some of the things they try and do that don't really work out that then you help them do all the fabulous things you just mentioned? So the number one thing probably would be that they're that they're not selling enough mm. or that they're afraid of selling or they are feeling like they're like they're a snake oil salesman or saleswoman pushing things on their clients because they are, when they talk about it, they go, I, 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 I offer this, I do this. And it just sounds like an egoistic uh, uh, love fest. So that would be number one, because that needs to be flipped over. Because if you have a system or a process, you talk about the process, then the process becomes the hero. You just happen to be the inventor of the proprietary system, but it's really about the system and what the system does. It makes every change in the world. Number two, they have a sincere desire to be an authority in their industry and they do not have a differentiation factor. So they kind of sound like everybody else and they don't know why they are different. That is what we call the unapologetic value proposition where you have to be very clear on why would I hire you? And you got to be able to say that. So I would say these are probably the two biggest pieces people come to us for. I love that. And I, I particularly love the authority piece. 
but also how you worked in right in there was the differentiation. Because it's something I always do with my clients when it goes in that direction is, it is what makes you different? Why should they work with you? Particularly if you know you're a lawyer or you're an accountant or something like this. Usually entrepreneurs have a lot more scope there. They should have that differentiation. So just to ask you on that, I take it that you... You t- you utilize that differentiation to help build and clarify that authority. Is that how you approach it? Or absolutely. So, what are you the authority in? Mm. That is the number one question. Like, you can't be the authority on everything. And I'm going to give you an example. Please. So, everybody knows Gary V. Nobody knows what he's the authority in. He's just an authority on everything. He's an authority on crypto. He's an authority on people. He's an authority on, on, on cars. He's an authority on renewable energy. He's an authority on everything. And you just look at him like, dude, what's your business model? Oh, that's right. He doesn't have one. You know, his business model is the celebrity name. So you need to make a, a clear differentiation factor what authority actually is. And authority is, is being an expert in a defined category or a niche or whatever you want to call it. Or it could be the expert, the authority in this signature growth system that we just talked about. You know, so so we we don't have a niche in that sense. Our niche is the whole journey because we help people that have spent a lot of money, you know, with a lot of out in the box kind of solutions that have 16 different things, spend a ton of money on it, nothing's really working, we help them put it together, take all the pieces, put it under one umbrella, boom, there you go. That's our niche. So something much broader is our niche. So that is what we're the expert in. And so people have to be very clear that authority does not mean you, 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 you're trying to push things on people, right? That's a bad salesman. Authority means that you are clear about what it is that you do so you can attract like a client magnet the right people to you that want that clearly defined solution. Uh, it's, so it's very much falling into that ideal of the inbound marketing. I think that's that's often the holy grail, isn't it, where people are seeking you out and they seek you out because you're one of the few experts in this very niched field. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Do people struggle with that? Because often with authority, it's about cutting away. It's about making a decision on what you're going to say. Even if you're expert in several things, it's it's often you're cutting away some of the other ways uh, that you talk about yourself. Is that often a, a stumbling block or a hurdle or less so? Yes, it is. Because what we what happens is that if you you know like if you help people to negotiate if you help people build a system around this you help people do more than one thing but you have to start somewhere and so you want to make the thing that people are that is easiest for people to say yes to the thing that they identify with being their problem most often that has to become the hero and oftentimes business owners don't want that because they can and then they say well but i just worked with jane and jane wanted me to do that oh and 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 john john wanted me to do that so i have a client for that i have a client for that and a client for that i cannot do that and so the problem with that is then you are the master of nothing because then you then you basically readjust your business every time somebody walks in the door rather what you do you say this is the piece i solve and then when 
when you are in this in this transformation journey then the next phase needs to appear so then your language is congratulations you now finished with phase number two we have accomplished this so now we're moving into this next part where we're now starting to provide that next service that this person that we just solved the first problem for is having next so that's a much better way you know again this goes back down to the system is like if that's part of the system and you come to me out and you say, well, what do you do? I say, well, we do the client transformation journey. We have the system, we have the strategy, and we have the authority. Then you may say, I want the authority first. I don't judge, but I just told you there's a system and a strategy. So you already already know that there are other pieces. So now as we're building the authority, then I'll say to you, well, now that you have this plan for building the authority, what are the systems that you're using to actually bring this to market? And what's the strategy where you want to get to? And then you go, oh, yeah, that's where the system and the strategy. Yeah, you mentioned that. Well, how does that work? So now you are in back in my orbit in a longer client transformation journey. And so that's what I want your listeners to really think about is like, are you offering that in this kind of cohesive way? I love the way you stack your skill set. So you're not necessarily... Although you're, as you said, making that decision to differentiate, to say, this is, I'm this person that gets you this result in this situation. But you're also then saying, okay, after that, then the next stage and the next stage and the next stage, which makes perfect sense because it's rarely just one and done uh, with your expertise, is it? So, no, I mean, come on, look, let's, let's, look, let's look at relationships, for example, or being a parent. You have to be a different parent to a baby than you are to a two year old then you are to a six-year-old, then you are to a, God forbid, a 14-year-old, uh, uh, then you are to a 25-year-old. So yeah. your skill set is constantly evolving. It's not like you take a parenting class once after your child is born and boom, you're done. done. That would be nice. Or how about being in a relationship? All you have to do is get her or him to say, yes, that's it, you're done. No, that's when the work starts. That's when you you know do the the relationship, the performance, the, you know, all these pieces to not blow up your personal life. So people have to really get very clear as who do you want to be? I mean, if you, this is not school where you graduate from high school and then you don't ever have to do a calculus again. This is life. Calculus kind of never ends. <laughs> I love that. And it's, it's halfway answering my next question, which is, What's one valuable free action that the audience can implement that will help with that issue? And I love that that perspective of its ongoing growth, its ongoing development. Uh, is there anything else you'd add to that? Even just as I said, a, a, a perspective that the audience can take that will set them on the right trajectory. I do. So in, you know, there there's a science in nature that regulates everything so if it exists in nature it exists in life it, if it exists in life it must be true for us because we are part of this planet so there's only two ways this goes it grows or it dies even if it grows like a tree in a cold climate that loses all its leaves it's not that this tree is throwing a temper tantrum and saying oh my god i lost all my leaves i'm such a loser uh, you know, this is, yeah, I'll never bloom again. The, the tree just shuts down. It does what it's supposed to do. And then it waits until spring comes and boom, there it is. And if it isn't, it's dying. So you have to stay in this consistent mindset of how actually nature operates. 
which is the renewal part, the rebirthing, the, the seasonal aspect of life. Is this a time to hunker down and think about what am I going to do? Is this the time where I'm launching and trying new products? Is this where everything is in full bloom and it's like full on, you know, we're going hard. Is this fall? Is it time to now start to think about what last minute things our clients are needing? Is it the quiet time? What can we do for our clients to help them through, you know, through the moments where it's more family oriented? So I feel that people forget that that business is very intricately connected to our personal lives mm. and that it's regulated by, by by rules and laws of nature and the world and the universe, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. And then, and then it's not just work. It's how you show up in the world. I hope that answers your question. I feel like I'm on a little tangent here. <laughs> it's a great tangent. And yes, I, I think you did. And it's, it's something that's coming more and more to the fore is that, as you said, it, whenever you're dealing with business people it's people in business it's it's the whole life and that often business problems start as the business person problems uh, so it's a very interesting point i love that about almost the, the description of the seasons we don't we, when we talk of business seasons we tend to think in uh, in a very literal way but i like you're talking about expansion and contraction and the natural natural rhythms of these things that's outstanding. So what might be one valuable free resource that you could direct people to? Yeah, so um, I would invite everybody who has listened to this who says, well, I should check her out, go and schedule a 15-minute complimentary uncovery session with one of our business growth advisors. We help uh, people to figure out sort of typically, you know, where they're stuck, if there's a mismatch in the message, if there's mismatch in the avatar um, just helping them figure out what that next step should be for them to get their business to really grow. And you find that at uncoverysession.com. Uncoverysession.com. And of course, that'll be listed beneath this uh, on the podcast and on YouTube and so on. Um, it sounds like that's a very clever uh, process to really clarify where people are stuck. And just right from the session, I'd imagine an awful lot of people have almost aha moments of, ah, right, of course, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to put my focus. So it sounds very valuable. Well, most, a lot of people, I'll just go and they say, uh, they have what I call the lone wolf syndrome, mm. where they figure they have to do everything on their own. So if they're here on the podcast, and by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, will you do us a favor? Go to wherever you pick up this podcast, give Al a five-star review with a little note and subscribe and share this episode with one other person who needed to hear what we were talking about today. And talking about the lone wolf, if somebody has already figured it out, why don't you rather pay them to help you instead of wasting all your time? Because you're going to pay for it in time or money anyway. And time is becoming something that becomes more valuable the older you get. So take the shortcuts. Big time, big time. As a friend of mine used to always say, you always pay the tax one way or another. As you say, it's either in time or it's in money or in God help us, your health or some other way you're going to pay. So I choose how you'd like to pay. It's such a very good point. So what might be one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Um, probably you should ask me around, um, how I was able to overcome like 10 years of just brutal hardship and all this adversity 
And um, how do you stay courageous in difficult times? Absolutely. And did you have some guiding principles? Was there one thing or were there many? Uh, the one guiding principle really is I will not drown in a puddle. Interesting. So, Can you explain that a bit for us? Yeah. So, so a lot of times people go and say, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure and you know, I'm $10,000 in debt and I'll never pay this back. I'm like, $10,000 is not even worth it. Uh, or people go like, well, you know, it's like, you know, whatever this happened to me, I'm like, that's not even worth it. So, so before you throw a temper tantrum, and I'm just going to be really blunt about this, about something happening, think about it on whether that's even big enough to fail. Because if you are, if you are crying over something that is, if you want to have a multi-million dollar business, you don't cry over $10,000. That's just attrition, right? That's just, mm -hmm. that, that, that was just a simple mistake you made. Thank God it was only $10,000. So you have to change your mindset the further the further you go in in your development and in business growth and the the higher the stakes will be. So if you drown or if you decide to throw the towel, make sure it's not a puddle. Make sure it is big enough for you to have the justification to yourself. But I will say this, that's how diamonds are made under unbelievable pressure because you have to do something that you would not normally do because the pressure is so intense. It forces you to alter and change your behavior that got you here in the first place. So you're either going to be dust and coal or you're going to be a diamond. You choose. That is a fabulous statement and literally words to live by. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you said in one of your more recent articles, and I love this because it's sort of drawing some of these strands together. You said you don't need to know everything. That's what your team is for. And I love that because, it, first of all, it's what we were talking about a minute ago. These people can do what you are not great at or very poor at, and they do it probably much better than you do, or at least they should do most of the time. Can you just Maybe elaborate on what, what you were thinking, what, what your your meaning is when you said that. I think it is a develop it's it's an appreciation of your own value of your time. Mm -hmm. So I when I hired my virtual assistant in the Philippines, and then she said to me, Did you did you go in the website yesterday? Why are you doing that? I'm like, Well, it's my website, I can do whatever I want. And she's like, seriously, you should not be doing that. And I'm like, hmm, that's my, what? And she says, you should not be doing that. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I'm not doing that then. I just hired a sales team, an appointment setter and a high ticket closer. And they said to me, what you do doesn't work. What? <laughs> well, that's really not the way, it, it's not optimized. It's not working the way it should be. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Are they right or am I right? Or am I attached to something that I did the best I could with what I know mm -hmm. and now I'm hiring a subject matter expert to help me to break through that and they're telling me everything I don't want to hear. Oh, that's right. That's the reason why it didn't work because I'm believing in something that is not my subject matter expertise. So, so I think that as we grow as business owners, 
we have to get into the habit of saying, I just need to know enough to know if they're doing a good job. And to stay with the example, like when we talk about sales, their language is a little bit internet marketing-ish because that's their background. So I have to make sure that the language that we are using is aligned with my professional language because we are going after a different kind of clientele. We don't, we don't, you know, given the product that we 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 offer. But other than that, they're clearly better than I am at this. So I need to let them do their thing that I hired them for. There's a wonderful element of humility there as well. You know, ha- having that confidence and the ability to say, yeah, okay, you know, yes, I'm good at this, but I'm not great at this, whereas this person is great at this. So you hand over control. Um, is that, I presume that's another great challenge that you work with with people that, because an awful lot of people have to wear so many hats and they get used to that. They get you, but it's it's somewhat empowering as well, thinking I do all of these different tasks in my business. Um, it's the definition it? of scaling out. It's yeah. a, that is the yeah. definition of scaling. If you are okay with making a hundred, 150, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. But if you want more, you're going to have to scale. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I've seen people avoiding scaling up to a million dollars. And that is burnout formula. When you don't have a life, when you don't have a, a time for a relationship, it's absolutely brutal. But most of the time, the quicker you are able to scale, or to put systems and processes in place so you can scale up the faster you're going to be making money and the less you have to work. Excellent. Excellent. Well, on that note, I'll just ask, where can people follow up with you? Uh, We mentioned earlier the excellent Business Growth Architect show uh, podcast, which is outstanding. And where else can people reach out to you? I know you're on beataschalette.com and people can look at, at all of the goodies on the website there. Exactly. We have lots of goodies. Yeah. And just reach out on social media, DM me, connect on LinkedIn, say hello. Just make sure you mention the show so that we know uh, we know I'll send you so we, we can say hello and connect with you. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm either as Beata Schlett or Growth Architect. I don't think there's anybody with my name, not that I've encountered them. Um, so if they are there, have a hidden talent somewhere. But so if you type in my name, I should come up and just reach out on your favorite social media platform and say hello and tell us, you know, what you've taken away from the show. So we know how we can serve you. Outstanding. Well, great talking to you today, Beata. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.